Hello, everyone. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm saying welcome back, but I feel like I should say hello, I'm back. <laughs> um, because we're starting the podcast over again. I, I've missed the podcast. I... So I'm a big podcaster. I love it. I love listening to people. I am constantly listening to podcasts. It is the way that I consume content, that I learn about things, that I connect with people, and I love it. And to be completely transparent, the reason that I stopped is because I got so in my head. I got so in my head about like the metrics and did I say that right? And was that the right thing to say? Did I explain it? I, got, I was just being so mean to myself. So every week, something that I loved to do in the beginning became such a, like such a, uh, I don't even want to say chore, but like the reason I picked that word is because it felt so heavy. And the reason it felt heavy is because I was just creating this like, um, this internal, like, heavy space like this this mental like heaviness meaning that like I would record something that I was like excited to talk about and then afterwards I would just beat myself up about how like that was too long no one's gonna listen to this this is a lie you're like you shouldn't be doing this and I feel like everybody you know can relate to that at some level because I think we all have this like inner critic maybe like inner mean girl and yeah, I, I'm like a little bit like, oh, I let I let mean Andrea <laughs> like just beat up on Andrea so much that she just like needed to take a break and I'm back. <laughs> mean Andrea and I had a little talk and I was like, listen, you cannot be mean to me. I am a nice person and I'm great and I don't care what you say. You're super critical. Just sit there and be nice to me. <laughs> That was essentially my conversation with myself. Um, but it's true. I think we all experience this. We all experience this as women. And I think that um, it just doesn't help us, right? Like it doesn't help us in like achieving our goals or even dreaming bigger or even like, you know, giving ourselves permission to want more. Um, here's the thing. We have this whole society that tells us especially women of color like be small like don't rock the boat be grateful be content don't ask for more don't take up too much space right and if you're like me and you have like a big vision and mission and goal in life it can sometimes feel like unsafe to actually go for it because you have all these narratives that have told you the opposite and so you have this like external force, you know, coming at you. And so something that I realized in the last months is like, why am I creating a like internal force that also supports, you know, that external narrative? Like, why can't my internal force, my internal voice, my internal world actually be for me? Like actually create a space where I have compassion and grace and like have my own back and like am my own cheerleader and like root for myself, right? Because there's going to be like ebbs and flows in everybody's journey with whatever goal they're pursuing, whether it's building a business or, um, you know, paying off your debt or like saving or investing, whatever. There is going to be moments that, you know, kind of shake you and like make you wonder like, do I have what it takes? Like, am I good enough? And in those moments, it's so, so important for you and your internal voice to be so rooted and grounded and like 
be for you. Like, yes, yes, you are good enough. Like, yes, like what you're doing is going to add up. Like, yes, like you can trust yourself. Like all of these like ways that we can talk to ourselves is so much more important um, and so much more helpful for it, like on our way to achieving whatever it is that we want to achieve. Right. So yeah, I just wanted to start off <laughs> by kind of explaining myself and just sharing with you guys, like, you know, what happened. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's just important to kind of share that and also encourage you that if you do have, or if you do struggle with that, oop, um, or you do think, um, you know, maybe not the nice, you don't talk to yourself in the nicest way that maybe it's time to get yourself on your own team, right? Like, um, make sure that you, that you do have your own back and that you are, um, yeah, just like for yourself. <laughs> and I think that that's something that comes up with money too. Like, um, it's, it's very hard for for women to like step into the arena of money feeling confident in their decisions about their money. Um, it's almost like we need to know what the right answer is. We have to check to see like what are other people doing. Um, and and although like you know there is something to that there is something to asking like hey what are your thoughts on this or like you know how would you approach this what should i consider like that that's a good thing i think a lot of times um again we've been told this this narrative that women are just bad with money we're just gonna spend it all we're gonna spend all of our husband's money we're gonna go shopping we just can't help it but to impulse buy an emotional spend ah so frustrating <laughs> right and so if you grow up hearing these things whether it is on tv shows or um tiktoks i can't be bothered when i see tiktoks where it's like i spent all of my husband's money first of all what you make your own money, right? <laughs> You're spending your money. Um, and it just bothers me. It bothers me that this is like the narrative that was presented to my generation and is going to continue to be presented to younger generations. Like one of the biggest things that I'm so, so thankful for with my mom is that she always always taught me that like it's okay to want to earn more money it's okay to make a lot of money it's okay to have big dreams um and like you like you can be confident making and earning money she was an entrepreneur all her life so um when we lived in peru she owned um a like a gown business um in peru like at the time, like buying gowns for parties was like a really big thing. So she started as a seamstress and then like worked her way up to like owning her own like gown business. And like, um, yeah, she opened up two stores and that was like her way of building wealth. And I always saw that. Like I always saw her like pursuing, um, her goals and her dreams and making money and making enough of it where, you know, she had some reserves from Peru to like help us come to the U.S. And um, with that money, she took a risk and bought another business in the U.S. Like having only been here for like not even a year. I, I don't, I, my mom's a little crazy with like the amount of risk tolerance she has. Um, 
And so, you know, seeing her just like create opportunities for herself where she could, um, you know, make money and, and build wealth helped me realize that like women don't have to just spend money. They can actually make a lot of it. Um, and so, yeah, like I think that having this societal narrative of, of that can sometimes be super just detrimental because we're only exposed to one perspective, right? Like women shop and there's nothing wrong with shopping, right? Like there's nothing wrong with deciding like, I want to, like, I want to buy these nice things. Like for example, yesterday I have been wanting to upgrade my bedding. Um, I just like, you know, have it in a while and like, I just got tired of it. I was like, I want to feel like, you know, I enjoy my bedding and my room and it looks cozy and I want blankets and, and I like decided, all right, I'm going to do that. Like I'm going to spend this amount of money on this purchase. And so I, I went and I spent and I shopped and like, it was a bigger purchase than, you know, just your normal throw pillow here and there or your normal throw blanket here and there. But that gets to be okay because like, I made a conscious choice to do this. Like I wasn't this stereotypical, um, you know, narrative that is presented that like, I just went and I impulse bought and I like all of these packages are coming and I don't, I can't help myself. Like it just doesn't have to be that way. Like it can be a very empowering confident decision where it's like, I know what I'm doing and I'm going to do it. (laughs) Right. So yeah, the reason I think I, I'm kind of going all over the place, but the reason why I wanted to start this podcast back up is because I think that there is a hole in the money space. It is very much like do this, do that, do this, do that, get there as fast as possible, um, you know, sacrifice this, do, and like all of these different sort of like all or nothing mentality advice. And I feel like I'm like, why can't we just be chill, right? Like, why can't we just decide the pace that we want to go in? Why can't we decide the balance we want to have for a quality of life? Why can't we make controlled, um, conscious decisions about our money? Like, why can't it be just more empowering? Why does it have to be like, I follow this checklist and I'm good at money. And if I don't, then I'm bad at money. No, no, it gets to be both. It gets to be, I decide what I want to spend. I pick my pace. I decide what's a priority in my life and I do it and I'm good at money. Regardless of what you think, regardless of what society is telling me, like I get to decide that I am good at managing my money. I am like safe choosing the things that I want to choose and I'm just going to be okay with it, right? Like I I have a self-trust to know how much to spend and how much not to spend. I have self-trust to know when I should take this on, when I shouldn't take this on. Like I trust my like ability to decide and navigate this space on such a high level that like I get to be okay with my decisions, whether someone likes them or not, right? Like I feel in control of it. Like I'm not, you know, feeling like I have to do this or I don't have to do this. So yeah, I think that that's like super important for me um, when I think about like life's missions, I'm like, I want people to know that this is another way to experience money. Like, I really believe that women are not taught money in a way that like resonates with them and makes them feel empowered. They're taught it in a very condescending, mean, uh, like just not great way. And it's like that coupled with 
oh, but you're just a spender because you're a woman. It's like, okay, like what the heck? <laughs> right. And so, so yeah, that's my reason for restarting the podcast. Now, the reason I am naming the podcast Latina Investors is because I just love the idea of everybody um, identifying as a Latina investor, specifically my community, right? Like I am Peruvian. Um, I came to the U.S. when I was five and I understand the immigrant story of coming here with like nothing, right? Like you were essentially like for us, my story was we lived with my aunts and uncles and they lived in an apartment. We essentially had to just make it work. There was like, I don't know, four or five, six, seven, eight of us in there. Um, and it was like a two bedroom apartment. So like it, it, it was a very, um, like memorable time and I honestly at the time like didn't know what was happening I was just like oh we're here now question mark I'm going to school nobody speaks Spanish (laughs) right um but looking back it like it helped me realize like there there was so much that my parents did um and so much that they had to build and and work to like have and and I'm so so grateful that they did that like I'm so grateful for everything that they work towards and there's a part of me that like wants to continue that like I want to continue what they've created and there's also a part of me that's like "Mm, the American dream that was presented and dangled for us to, to pursue I actually don't want that I want more I want more than the nine to five picket fence, um, do these things with your life in these orders and then you'll have like a quote unquote gray life. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's got to be more. There has got to be more than this narrative that was sold to me and let's figure out what that is for my life, right? And that's not to say that like having a nine to five is not a good thing. It is. It is. It's a great thing. But like, I think that the the crux of it all falls to how do you use your money, the money that your nine to five is earning you to create a life that gives you a lot of freedom and options and not just like the American dream of like security and health insurance and uh, a 401k match, which we love a 401k match, but you know what I mean? Like there, there actually can be more. And so, um, yeah, I think that the reason why Latina investors resonates with me is because I think our parents really valued security and savings, really valued like that stability. And, and I think that that for my parents really created, um, a lot of safety and a lot of like stability, right? But going forward, I think for me and like my generation and in the future generations, like I want us to now adopt this identity and perspective of investing, investing in yourself, investing in the stock market, investing your time. Like how do you become someone who thinks like an investor? That is the next level that I think that our like my community needs is like, how do we not just take what was given to us or presented to us or not just save or not just like focus on like surviving? How do we thrive? How do we create a life much bigger than we even knew was possible? 
right? Like there's, <laughs> you didn't see me like <laughs> make my like squeal, but like that just feels so exciting to me. And that's why I wanted to call this Latina investors. And I wanted to specifically talk to Latinas because I like, I am one of you. And, and that doesn't mean like, you know, like, um, that, um, not everybody, like I'm not, I'm saying everyone is welcome. <laughs> everyone is welcome, but I also feel like it's important to, um, yeah, speak to Latinas because I I feel and I understand that journey, you know, well and and better. Um, and I want to create a space where where you're told it's possible for you, where you're told it's like you're enough to dream big, where you're told that you can. Um, desire more. I think that, you know, I feel like I, for the longest time was like, I, I'm like, like a introverted Latina, like I'm Peruvian, like little old me. Like I had this like self concept of myself that I was like, not as good or like, didn't look the part for these things that I wanted to do, or even this desires that I had, I really was like, Oh, well, I can't be an entrepreneur because like, I'm not, a white extroverted male. Like I legitimately thought that thought. And it was because like I saw so many like companies. I um I started like getting into entrepreneurship um like with tech startups. And so a lot of those are like just white founders and they're most of the time guys. So I was like, oh I guess I don't look the part for that. Like I'm even allowed to like that would feel so like weird that I'm you know thinking of that. And so um yeah, I think like experiencing things like that and like not seeing anybody look like me, like tell me like, hey, it's possible for you actually as well was was hard. And so my desire is to, to help Latinas kind of see the next, um, like see the next level, see the next, um, uh, like the next part of our journey, right? As immigrants, like I think our parents really focus on survival, security, safety, but I think we have the capacity and the space and we're so grateful for that to pursue more. And that doesn't necessarily mean like financial more, like it could be like more emotional wealth, like more peace internally, more healing. Um, like you get to have that. And sometimes that comes with guilt, but it's possible for you um, to have more in all areas of your life. And I think that 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 was going to require us to stop thinking in like um, scarcity and survival and start thinking in like thriving, investing and like creating more. So yeah, that's why I am starting this back up and I changed the name. So if you are um, listening to this, uh, thank you so much for being here. I super appreciate um, the people who listened every week. Um, I, yeah, I, I, it was just great. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you are excited for this podcast relaunch, like tell uh, one of your friends um, and share it and share it because I would love, um, yeah, just to, to start having these conversations and talking about these things with more Latinas because we, um, we're a force to be reckoned with and, <laughs> and we can do and create a lot. And I want that. I want that for my generation and my community. So 
Cool. Um, that's it. That's it for this episode. Um, but we will continue this conversation. Bye guys.